is a river. And uh, I'm glad as a saved child of God that there is a river. Uh, and Zechariah talked about the fountain that was open one day for the Jews. And one day there will be a fountain open for them. Uh, but the reality of it is, is there's a fountain open for us today. And as God's people, we have a river that is open, that is a vast supply, that is a never-ending uh, supply of blessings that we get from the Lord. And that's why that His blessings are described as a river, because they're never-ending. I'll tell you, we can count the blessings of God all day long and never exhaust the goodness of the Lord. He's good, isn't He? All day long. And His blessings flow like a river upon us. In Psalm 46 the psalmist said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered His voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. I want you to go back in verse 4. The psalmist said, There is... A river. I love how the, how he approaches this. In verse 2, he begins talking about the earth being removed, the mountains being carried away in the midst of the sea. In verse 3, the waters roar and be troubled, the mountains shake. And he begins to talk about all of the things that rage around us. And he begins to talk even of the judgment of God. And all of the things that we go through. And he said, in the midst of all of these things, we have a river. In spite of all of these things, there is a river. In the midst of all of these troubles, there is a river. I'm glad that in the midst of all of these things, there is a river. What does that mean? That means in the midst of all of these troubles, there is something for God's people that can help us get through these times. In the midst of all that we go through, there is a river. There is a solution. And as God's people, we always have a solution when it comes to being a child of God. There's always a river there for us. And though all the things in our life may rage, there will always be a river extended to the children of God. One day, Jesus is going to come back. One day, tribulation is going to take place. One day, there's going to be things that take place on this, on the face of this earth that is indescribable. I want you to know some horrible, terrible things are ahead for this earth. But I want you to know for God's people, there is a river. And not all people can say that. We were going to the, uh, to Miss Merlin's this afternoon and I told Brother Jeff we were talking about all the issues. And I said, I don't know how lost people live their life. Because as a saved child of God, we have a river. We have a solution. We have something to go to. I want you to look in John chapter 7. John chapter 7. 
And I want you to notice in a few places about this river. And I love these verses right here in John 7, verse 37. It says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. I'm glad of that day that I drank of that living water. I'm glad of that day when I was lost and dying and going to hell. Jesus offered a drink of this water. And I took a drink of the water that He offered. If you think about the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, and Jesus told her, if you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. I'm so glad that what we have in Jesus is a sufficient something that when we receive it, it fills us up. And I love what he says here. If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. I'm glad of that day that I went and I drank of that water that he offered me. It said in verse 38, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Here's the river again. We find that this river is flowing through us. Notice what he said in verse 38. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said. Do you all believe on Jesus? Do you all believe He exists? Do you believe Him to be your Savior? Well, if that is so, it says, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. There is an efficient amount of water that is flowing through the child of God. There's an efficient amount of things flowing from heaven into us. And I love this. I love that we are a source of God. That God uses His people. And that He flows these things through His people. And it is a constant flow. It is a never-ending supply of the things of God. I am so thankful today that the things that God has given us are efficient today. I'm glad in these things that God has bestowed upon us, it is efficient. And through me and in me lies everything that I'll ever need in this life that I struggle in. Everything that I'll ever need is right inside of me. But as a child of God, I am not to be a reservoir of God's blessings. So many times we receive God's blessings and we become a reservoir. God did not design His people to be reservoirs. Rather, He designed us to be channels of His blessings. Out of our bellies flow this living water. This means what God does for us should flow through us so that other people can receive the blessings that God has given us. God's been good to us. God's been faithful to us. God has blessed us beyond measure. And we should not be a reservoir of the blessings of God. If God has blessed you, then you need to bless somebody else with a blessing that He gave you. You need to use those very things that God gave you through that river that has blessed your life and enriched your life and pass those things along. Show other people how good God's been. Show other people what God has done for your life. Be a channel of the blessings of God. And allow the, the blessings of God to flow through you. I love, I, I love what a preacher said one time. He said, you've got to let God do something to you so He can do something through you. And it is so amazing that God wants to do stuff through us. And we must understand that through us 
flows that river of blessings. And it is a sufficient river. It is enough. Aren't you glad tonight that Jesus is enough? Aren't you glad the things that He offers is enough? I want you to look in John chapter 19. John chapter 19. I want you to notice something else about this river. This river is a sufficient river. This river is a river that cleanses. If you look upon the face of the earth, uh, water uh, throughout the earth and rivers throughout the earth play an important part in the things that go on in the geography. Uh, and the most interesting thing about every river is the mouth, or if you will, the source of that river. And the source of that river a lot of times will determine what type of river uh, and what type of body of water it's going to be, uh, depending on where the mouth of this river is, uh, depending on how far north it may be. Uh, I remember when I went to Israel, I seen where the Jordan River began up above the Sea of Galilee. And there's three rivers up there that would come in. Uh, the River of Dan, I believe the River of Hazor, if I remember right. And there's another river uh, that I can't think of. And these three rivers, they flow into one spot. And right there, and it's one of the most amazing sights that I've ever seen, a huge waterfall. I'm talking about water flowing like crazy. And the beginning of this river sets the tone for the rest of the body of water. And the Jordan River is one of the most interesting rivers in all of the world. And if anything else, for the simple fact, that's where our Savior was baptized at. I mean, it's good enough for me. But we could go on about the salt. We could go on about the flow. We could go on about all of that. But it's the source of that river that makes it so interesting, that makes it so great. Now, I want you to think about the river that we have received in our life. And may I tell you what makes this river so great is the source of this river. I want you to notice in John 19 and verse 31. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they may be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. And when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, and they break not his legs, but one of the soldiers with a spear, with a spear pierced his side, now notice this, and forthwith, came there out blood and water. Like a flowing river out of the side of the Son of God, when that soldier pierced his side with that spear, like blood and water is what it said. That the water represents the, the rushing, if you will. It represents the amount of blood that gushed out of him. And that day when he pierced his side, the blood of Christ gushed out of his side, and the blood began to run down. I don't know if those soldiers had any idea what that meant. I don't think those soldiers fully comprehended what took place that day. But I'm telling you, they did you a favor and they did me a favor that very day that they took that side and they pierced the side of Jesus. And the blood and the water of Jesus began to run out and began to gush out because that day when that blood gushed out came the clearest, purest blood that has ever run upon the face of the earth. May I tell you the source of the river that we have tonight comes from the precious 
precious blood of Jesus. I want you to know the good things and the great things that we have in the Lord comes from His shed blood. And what is so great about that fountain is the source of that fountain. I'm telling you, when that blood was shed that day, it was different than the blood of lambs, than the blood of rams, and the blood of goats. This was the blood of the sinless Son of God. The purest blood. The clean, the, 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 the cleanest blood that has ever been upon the face of the earth. The book of Leviticus says that there is life in the blood. I want you to know that there was life in that blood that ran out of Jesus that day. And it spilt upon the ground. And it may have, it may have rolled down that mountain. A lot of people say it rolled in the cracks and all of that mess. I don't know. But I know that day come out blood and water. And I know that day came out of Him a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And I know because of the source of that fountain and the source of that river, I'll have everything I'll ever need in my life. I want you to know through that river is a cleansing, is forgiveness, is Mercy. I'm glad. I'm telling you, I've heard it said over and over, Preacher, I'm too bad. They don't know the river that I know. Amen. Preacher, I've done too much. Friend, the source of this river can take care of any sin we've ever committed. Isn't that beautiful? And what is so great about this river is the source that it comes from, from the purest, the cleanest, the prettiest Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. The source is what makes it so great. And that day when He pierced His side, all this water, all this blood. And I'm glad it's still cleansing sinners today. It's still saving today. Two thousand years later, I went in one of them Catholic churches over there and they had this stone and where, where they thought Jesus bled and they had this stone with blood on it and they were getting down there kissing that blood, kissing that stone. I thought, man, y'all know me. I'm a germaphobe. I said, I ain't kissing that mess. You're, you're kidding me. You're crazy. But let me tell you something. The blood is still alive. The blood is still real. And the blood still has an effect on us today. I want you to look in Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1, the first division. In verse 1 it said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I want you to notice something else about this river. This river produces fruit. I want you to know it says in verse 3, And shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We are that tree. And we are the tree that needs to be planted by the rivers of water. Why do we need to be planted by the rivers of water? What is that river? What is that water? That is the water in the river that is of the Lord. And I want you to know if you plant yourself in the Lord, there will be good fruit that comes from you. And as long as you're planted by the rivers of water, good fruit will be produced in your life. 
You want to do good things for the Lord? You want to see souls saved? You want good things to take place? You plant yourself in Jesus Christ and you watch what happens. And the reason is, is because when you plant yourself by the river of water, you cannot help but to produce fruit for the Lord. And the reason is, is when a tree is by the river of water, the roots of those trees are down in that earth and is down into that river. And the water from that river begins to fill these roots and give these roots the nutrients and, the, and everything that it needs to grow and to produce the things that it needs in order to give the fruit that it is there to bear. Let me tell you something. As a, a child of God, we need to bear fruit. We need to bear good fruit. And the only way we can bear good fruit is to get planted in Jesus Christ. Because when we get planted in Jesus Christ, the roots within us that we have down in Jesus, He will feed us. He will nourish us. And as He gives us everything that we need as God's people, good fruit will come from that. Good things will come from our lives. So many times, oh, I want to do good things for Jesus. Oh, I want to do good things for God. Friend, you cannot do good for the Lord until you get planted in Him. You want good fruit in your life? You want to see souls saved? You want to see great things take place? You want good fruit in your life? We must be planted in Jesus. But you know why? Because we need to be fertilized. We need nutrients. We need those things just like those trees need so that we can produce the good things that God wants us to produce. Do you realize today that God wants to save souls through you? Do you realize today that God wants to do good things for you, but He cannot if you're not relying in Him? Plant yourself in Him and through Him, and He'll use you in a mighty way. Look with me in Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47. We may have to start singing again for y'all fall asleep on me tonight. Ezekiel 47. And I want to look at something. And I want to look at this river. And this is a river that speaks to the future. This is a future river. And this is a vision, if you will, that Ezekiel is given. And he begins to, uh, begins to see everything that is provided through the rivers of water. I want you to look in Ezekiel 47 and verse 1. The Bible says, Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house. And behold, the waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. And he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through. The waters were to the loins. After he measured a thousand 
and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. I love how he kept wading out a little deeper into the water. And the little deeper and the little further that he went, the deeper that it got. These waters represent the blessings of God. And I'm telling you, as God's people, we need to wade out in the waters. We need to wade out in the waters. We need to be willing to go a little further for the Lord. Now I want you to notice what he said in verse 6. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country, and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. See, these are special waters. These waters are very special. Notice what it said in verse 9. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the, the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whither the river cometh. Isn't that beautiful? Everything that the water of this river touches brings life. Now this is a river that we have to look forward to. This is a river that we'll have for eternity. And everything that the water of this river touches brings life to everything that it passes over. Isn't that beautiful? This is a place that has this river flowing through that this water is magical, powerful waters. However you want to call it, there is substance to this water. And everything that this water passes over begins to heal. I want you to notice this in verse 10. And it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it from Engedi, even unto Englame. They shall be a place to spread forth nets. Boy, aren't you ready for that, Brother Norvalee? Isn't that wonderful? Their fish shall be according to their kinds, as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. Isn't that awesome? This speaks of the flourishing that will go on. This speaks of God providing of all the needs for His people. And in this kingdom to come, everything that we'll ever need will be along this one river. Everything that we'll ever need for all of eternity will lie in this one river. And if we rest upon this one river, it will feed us, it will supply us, it will give us everything that we'll need in life. That river will flow in heaven. That river will flow in the new kingdom. And God's people will rest upon that river. And we will feed upon that river. And we will trust in that river to supply everything that we need. You won't ever have to go hungry. You won't ever grow thirsty. Because everything we will need will be right there supplied in this river. Notice what it said in verse 11. But the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given a salt. And by the river upon the bank thereof and on this side and on that side, shall grow all trees for meat, whose leaves shall not fade. Neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to the months, 
because their waters they issued out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. Isn't that beautiful? That everything we will need for all of eternity will be found along this river. This river is a picture of our Savior, Jesus Christ. One day we will rest upon that river, and we will trust on that river to provide everything we ever need. You know what? It shouldn't be any change in our life. We should rest upon that river right now. Jesus is that river. He is that source. And everything that we ever need is found in that river. Let me tell you something. As a father of three kids, a husband, we have lots of needs. We have lots of desires. Let me tell you something. God has provided everything we've ever needed. And every time that I doubt, all i got to do is pray a little more. And all I've got to do is rest and rely upon that river. And God provides everything that we ever need. God will provide for His people. Amen? Y'all can amen. <laughs> he will provide. But understand that it provides through this river. And as God's people, we got to rest along this river. we got to trust in this river. And we got to eat from this river. we got to drink from this river. And Jesus will fill us up. And everything that we get from Him will be efficient enough. Efficient. I am so glad that He can fill us up tonight. I am so glad that He can fill up our souls that we can go forward in Him. I want us to stand tonight. Miss Barbara, if you'll come and just play.